Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Houston Sports Weekly Podcast right here on KPRC 2, 2 Plus, and click2houston.com. Great to have you with us another week. I'm KPRC 2 Sports Director Randy McAvoy alongside KPRC 2 Sports anchor Ari Alexander. Ari, we're focusing on the Texans. And Andre Johnson becoming a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's, he's a step closer to Canton again. Yeah, this team has been in existence for about 20 years. And you look five years down the road, there's a chance that you're going to go from zero Hall of Fame mm-hmm. players to two with J.J. Watt almost definitely being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. Andre Johnson is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's getting closer, as you mentioned. He came up in an era with a lot of good receivers. That's really the one knock on him is that he played in a time where there's a lot of guys in his position who are really good. But he has elite numbers. He played in an elite level. He was a big part of the Houston community. I think it's very hard to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. All right. Uh, Andre Johnson uh, met with the media on Thursday, uh, really talking about uh, what he feels about being a finalist again and hoping he gets there, whether it's now or uh, another year soon. And he eventually will make it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hopefully, good news comes uh, pretty soon. Let's listen in now to some of the press conference from Andre Johnson. I don't really think about it much, to be honest, um, uh, until, you know, it comes around. You know, I get asked about it a lot, but um, now that it's here again, um, you know, I've been getting a lot of texts, a lot of phone calls and stuff um, from a lot of friends and family. So um, hopefully this year we can get in. It'll mean a lot. Um, it just uh, shows everything that um, I put out. You know, all the hard work I put in, um, just your your peers and, you know, the voters respecting your game and the way you carried yourself um, out on the field. So uh, it mean a lot. I don't I don't really, uh, you know, I, I, I never really put too much thought into what everybody else thinks. Um, but, you know, to achieve, have this, you know, achieve this accomplishment, uh, I think it, uh, you know, just showed that people did pay attention, you know, to 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 the things that I did do. Um, so, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's out of my control. You know, I, I feel like I've I've did everything that I've needed to do to, uh, you know, to achieve the accomplishment, and you know, we'll see what happens. What it means for you to represent the city and represent the franchise? It'll mean a lot. Um, you know, I built a great relationship with the city of Houston um you know just a kid from Miami never really had been out of Miami until I came here so um I made Houston home and you know I get so many uh I see so many people and you know everybody is always talking about you know when you go to Canton we're going to be there so I can only imagine you know if you know if it was to happen you know what Canton would be looking like so uh you know, it's it's something that's talked about a lot, um, especially with, you know, the finalist list coming out. So. Andre, Andre if, you had, if you were asked to and had the opportunity to stand before the voters to state your case on why you belong now as opposed to 
waiting on them? What would you tell them? Um, I would probably just tell them, um, if you look at my career and what I did throughout my career, um, I never played with a Hall of Fame quarterback. I never played with any other Hall of Fame player. And if I did play with a Hall of Fame player, it's probably J.J. Watt, and he played on the defensive side of the ball. So um, I don't know many guys that have put up the numbers I put up without you know playing with another Hall of Fame guy. So you talked to Reggie Wayne, a good friend of yours, you're competing against him. Yeah, I texted him last night. Um, we always you know text and. And, and talk. So I texted him, um, congratulations last night. He texted me the same thing back. And um, I just told him, you know, hopefully one of us get to knock the door down this year. So, Andre, you just mentioned that you don't really think about your Hall of Fame candidacy until that time of year comes around. But I imagine now that it has, you reflect back on your career. When you do, particularly here in Houston, what, what are you most proud of that you accomplished here? Um, I wouldn't say it was one particular thing um, that I was most proud of. I think for me it was just going, you know, going about my business every week, um, laying it all on the line for my teammates. Um, you know, trying to do everything I could to uh, help the team win. Um, you know, making sure that I put my best foot forward every time I stepped on the field. So. That was just always my approach. It wasn't just um, one particular thing. My biggest thing was trying to win a Super Bowl here. Um, and that's something I always say that, you know, I wish I could have did before I retired. You talked to Michael Irvin about the Hall of Fame, considering where you guys grew up. No, I haven't talked to him um, about it. Um, I haven't talked to Mike, you know, in a little while. Um, I think the last time I saw Mike when I was down in Miami, but we hadn't really talked about the Hall of Fame. You say you never thought about the Hall of Fame, but during your career, a lot of these modern wide receivers started getting into the Hall of Fame, and where guys had to wait a little bit, you know, over the course of time. When you saw those guys getting in, and throughout your career, and your statistics would show that you were the first to do it since Jerry Rice, or you mixed in with those names so often, did you start to think that you belonged in that group? Well, I, I think once you uh, – so once you drafted, you know, when I came here, I didn't say to myself I want to be a Hall of Fame player. You know, I just always said I wanted to be a, a great player. Like, you know, I always just was like I want to be one of the best to ever play. Um, I never said, you know, I wanted to make it to the Hall of Fame. But, you know, as your career go, goes along and, uh, you know, you guys always remind us of our stats and, you know, things were accomplished, and then it's like, man, like, okay, I was the first person to do this. Wow, you know, I did something that Jerry Rice did. So now it just kind of, you know, comes in your mind. You're like, well, maybe I can get in there one day. So um, I don't think that is something you come in and just assume that's just going to happen. Andre, how special is it for you that you've been an inspiration for a lot of athletes, like John Bernard told us earlier, even though he's on defense now, you inspired him to want to play receiver until he decided he didn't like getting hit over the middle. <laughs> so you're an inspiration for these, these, the, the, another generation. How special is that for you? I mean, it, it's uh, it's crazy, uh, you know, to hear some of the stories and, 
you know, you know, guys, even just being out sometimes, just hearing people tell you, you know, you're the reason why I played football or, you know, you inspired me as a kid. Um, you don't, you, you never know, you know, what you're doing um, that can inspire somebody. So, um, it just, it, to me, it's just kind of mind-boggling, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy that, you know, playing a sport that you can inspire so many people. And um, not in a, not only inspire people, but inspire a city. So um, it, it means a lot. Padre, you made the cut from 15 to 10 last year. Um, you get what, what point were you starting to get your hopes up? You get nerves about making that two reductions instead of just one. Um, to be honest, I never last year I never got nervous about it um, because I just feel like it's out of my control. So I, I I don't think I would get nervous about it. Um, I just I've you know because it was my first time last year I didn't really know what to expect. Um, this year I do feel a little more confident because I'm a finalist again. So um, hopefully you know like I said it'll happen. Having gone through having gone through this process already, have you has it given you more time to reflect and process your place in history? To be honest, I don't. I don't really think about it. Um, with this happening, you know, being a finalist, it's probably the most I would really think about it. Other than that, just going throughout my normal days, I don't really think about it at all. I I don't really talk too much football, to be honest, unless I'm sitting around watching a game or something. And most of the time, I'm talking about the teams that are playing, so I don't really too much talk about what I've done throughout my career so um, I'm pretty sure over the next few weeks or so um, I have time to reflect and I'll be asked a lot of questions about different things throughout my career. What does your mom think about it? She's excited um, she's uh, you know mom's always hoping you know for the best so um, she's excited um, she's really really excited so hopefully we can get in you know. Andre, as you reflect on your career, just looking back on it, what really stands out to you? Um, like I said, I don't think it's just one thing um, that stands out. Uh, I'll probably say my my uh, my favorite moment um, of my career was probably winning our first playoff game here against Cincinnati. Um, that was the I felt like the hump just kind of got off my back because I had been here for so long, and finally we had won a playoff game. Andre, you mentioned multiple times that there's been a lot of firsts in your career, especially here with this organization, first 1,000-yard receiver, first part of the playoff win, first player in the Ring of Honor. How special would it be to be the first Texan inducted in the Hall of Fame? It'll be great. Um, you know, to, to, to be remembered as the first person to do something, that's something that's going to last a lifetime. So uh, even, you know, having my name in the stadium, you know, walking into that stadium and, you know, the only name they see up there is yours. It it, it just, it's just something different about it. So uh, to be the first to do it, it would be, uh, it would be special to mean a lot. You say you don't think about it day to day, but what was your level of disappointment that you did today? It wasn't. It wasn't no disappointment. Um, 
like I said, it's out of my control. So, you know, I, I anything that I could do, I've done it already. You know, I can't I can't do anything else. I can't go catch another touchdown. I can't catch any more footballs. So everything I've needed to do, I've done. All right, great to hear from Andre Johnson. Man, is this guy humble or not? I mean, great career, really soft-spoken guy, doesn't brag about what he accomplished in the NFL. He just believes that his numbers speak for themselves, and he belongs there. But he says, like, when the call comes, the call comes. Yeah, he's a guy that doesn't feel like he needs to campaign. I think he's very confident in the career that he put together. He knows who he was. He knows that he was one of the best receivers in the league for over a decade and that the numbers are there. Like I mentioned a couple times, 11th all-time in catches, 11th all-time in receiving yards. He, He played uh, not with the best uh, quarterbacks, right? He was a guy that didn't necessarily have all pros. He, he mentioned, I didn't have Drew Brees, I didn't have Tom Brady, I didn't have Peyton Manning. Some of these guys have those guys. Reggie Wayne had Peyton Manning. They were all spoiled, man. Yeah, Torrey Holt had Kurt Warner. He had the greatest yep. show on turf. There was no greatest show on anything when it comes to the Texans. He was a guy that stood out against the rest of that franchise, and I think that he deserves to be rewarded for the career he put together. All right, uh, Andre Johnson uh, will now wait to, to see if he becomes – uh, a member of the top 10. Right now it's at 15. They're going to cut it down to uh, 10. And, of course, likely up to 5 will uh, get the call to the Hall of Fame there in Canton, Ohio. So uh, good luck. And, uh, again, what a great career by Andre Johnson. We're going to take a short break here on Houston Sports Weekly. When we come back, uh, a conversation Ari and I had with KPRC2 Texans uh, analyst and contributor uh, Aaron Wilson. We'll get his take on Andre Johnson and the Texans coming up. All right, welcome back to Houston Sports Weekly. Randy McAvoy, Ari Alexander with you as we continue uh, to talk Texans. Andre Johnson specifically, uh, the great news he got uh, just a few days ago, uh, finding out he was again a finalist for the second straight year in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, He was a finalist in the top ten last year as well. Came close, didn't quite make it out there to Los Angeles for the big announcement, uh, but he hopes he'll get the call and make it out to Arizona on February 9th when the the class of 2023 is announced. But uh, well-deserving, as we mentioned in the last segment, he certainly put up the numbers, and he did it with like 12 or 13 different quarterbacks. Yeah, he's a guy that that he had a a decent – quarterback and Matt Schaub. Schaub had a a few years where he was a good NFL quarterback and then otherwise it was just a carousel guys. It was with David Carr. It was a number of other guys where he just didn't have those elite guys and he was playing in an era where it felt like there were 12 to 14 really good quarterbacks throughout the league. It's not just Breeze and Manning and Brady. There was guys like Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan and like all these teams had these good good quarterbacks. Donovan McNabb was playing at the same time and Dante Culpepper and the, the teams had good players and Andre Johnson just sort of had just like guys thrown to him and he still managed still to made it work. 14,000 yep. yards, seven touchdowns. He led the league in receiving yards a, a pair of years. This is a guy who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think it's a slam dunk. There are a couple things that are working against him, but I think eventually he'll get there. All right, uh, R and I uh, out at NRG Stadium on Thursday for the news conference. Uh, after Andre spoke, roughly uh, 15, 20 minutes or so, we caught up with our own uh, Texans analyst uh, for ClickToHouston.com, Aaron Wilson. Conversation about Andre, also a little bit about this Texans football team entering their finale against the Colts. All right, inside of NRG Stadium, moments after the news conference with Andre Johnson, Ari and I uh, standing by now with uh, Aaron Wilson, KPRTC2 Sports, Click to Houston Texans analyst. And that was a fun 
press conference, uh, kind of a feel-good moment in a season. We haven't had very many of those with this football team. Yeah, but of nostalgia, the good old days, and Andre Johnson, arguably the greatest player in the history of the franchise, him or J.J. Watt, take your pick. You think about what he's done, and I thought he said it so well, your question, that what else is I, do I have to show? There's no more touchdowns yeah. to catch. Everything he's done he could do, he absolutely did it. Yeah, I thought it was funny when he said that. He goes, I can't go out there and catch any more touchdowns. I can't catch any more passes. And right. you look at him, you, you, maybe you can. Like, he, the guy looks like he's, he's in a great shape. I think he is, too. Yeah, right? like, if you, you put him out there, I feel like you might be able to catch a ball or two. But when you're going through that era of football, and the way that I think that it's easier to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame or the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame than it is for baseball. And so the, mm -hmm. the way that I apply to baseball is can the story of this sport be written without you? I don't think as much applies to football and basketball where it's like, is this an elite guy in this era of football? And I don't think that there's anyone that looks at Andre Johnson the way he played or just even his career numbers and would say, no, this guy's not elite. I used to be interesting, interesting to, to see how the voters uh, you know, vote on this down the stretch here when they, when they cut it down to 10. And then a little bit further, you got Reggie Wayne that's in there, a guy who played with a guy like Peyton Manning and others. And as Andre put it, he said he never played with a Hall of Fame quarterback. He, he had to do it a little bit more a difficult road to get there to get those numbers. He never even played with a guy that's in the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, Matt Schaub's the best quarterback you play with. J.J. Watt's the only other guy from that era that has the shot. I'm sure he'll be first ballot five years from now. Can't book it. Big upset. That'll <laughs> happen. But you think about Andre. And the respect, you know, I wasn't covering him at the time. I was covering the Ravens. But when they would play him, you talk about the toughness and the respect that he garnered around his peers. This is a guy that was special, and it wasn't always the stats. It was if you watched him on film, you'd be like, he's physically dominant. He was mm -hmm. tough. He played the game the right way. He blocked. He did everything. And he's up against a good friend of his. He said he texted him last night, Reggie Wayne. Mm -hmm. I think they're duking it out for one of the last spots because Joe Thomas feels like a lock. But, yeah, I think – it's going to be Andre or Reggie, in my opinion. Yeah, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt also in there, another guy that played in that era. Yep. I think one thing that hurts Andre Johnson is the way that the passing game is viewed now today where corners are sort of you know, not allowed to touch the guys as much as they were back in the day. And you look at some of these guys that are in, mm -hmm. and obviously the numbers were way different 50 years ago when Terry Bradshaw was firing the ball wherever and has more interceptions than touchdowns. Or Joe Namath has, you know, in the, lead, in the Hall of Fame, he has more interceptions than touchdowns. And it's different. Today's era, there's all these good quarterbacks, or especially six, seven years ago, right, when there was this run of, like, Peyton Manning's good and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan. And, like, there's all these guys who are awesome, and then you have all these receivers. So I think one thing that might hurt Andre Johnson is there's just so many good guys in the passing game in today's era, and even as far back as when he started his career, passing exploded, that could have hurt him. That's the one thing that I think that, that he stands against because there's no question of how good of a player he was. I look at Andre, and I think his candidacy is such a strong one, and it should only be enhanced by what he didn't have. You know, he didn't have those guys around him, but he still managed to get it done. And, you know, at some point, you know, Matt Schaub's arm kind of gave out, and he just didn't have that elite quarterback, and he still was getting in the end zone. He's still getting it done. And who's tougher? Just ask Cortland Finnegan if you want to know how tough Absolutely. Andre was. I remember that play well. <laughs> That's right. I mean, he's so humble still today. And, I mean, you guys heard him in there, too. Despite the great numbers, you know, he wants to be in that Hall of Fame. But he's also said, you know, if it's not my time, it's not my time. He knows it's going to come sooner or later if it's not this year. Absolutely. And you think about how approachable he is to fans, to media. 
and he's one of these guys who really remembers people. He'll come up, and everyone, he knows them. It's just, you know, he's a very high-quality, high-level person, yep. and yeah, you got to hope that eventually he's in Canton. I think he will be. I don't know if it's this year. I'm not on the voting committee like John McClain, who I'm sure will do a good job of presenting him like he always does. And yeah, hopefully this is Andre's year. All right, so we got a few minutes uh, while we're here at NRG Stadium. Got a big game coming up Sunday, the, f the season finale. Let's, let's weigh in if we can just on, on what this means for the Texans. A lot at stake. People are saying win or lose. You know, if, the, if, you, if you win, that's going to potentially allow Chicago to overtake you for that number one pick. Right. Hard to legislate losing. Hard to tell players not to give their all. And it's also hard to bench guys. You've seen in the past when people have done that, when they tanked, like when Nate Sudfeld played. The interesting thing is the Bears, Justin Fields is saying he has an injury as a hip. I'm sure it's legitimate, but could he play if he needed to? Probably so. Nathan Peterman's starting. So the Bears are going to lose to the Vikings, and that's no upset call here. It's I'm, a big I'm, prediction. No, no, uh, no Nostradamus here, but what I expect to happen is the Texans will win the game, and it will not be the end of the world having the second pick. I thought Lovey Smith made a good point this week. You know, those second picks, third picks, those guys should turn out pretty good too. And because the Bears have their quarterback, I believe they will draft Will Anderson from Alabama, and they'll have their choice of Bryce Young or any other quarterback they want it to. These guys are not generational talents. This is not Peyton Manning in this draft. No one's giving up all of their picks for Bryce, in my opinion, and we'll see. We have a lot of time till the draft, and I expect the Texans game to not really be that momentous in the big picture. But, yes, when they win the game, and I believe they will win, <laughs> There will be some outcry from fans, from social media, from some media. I am going to be pretty dispassionate about it. Two and one, they're both very good. Yeah, I mean, you're, you need a quarterback because right now there's just not a lot of buzz around this organization. So if you're the Bears, you have your quarterback. So that's the one. The good thing that the Texans yeah. are not battling against a team that is in the same position in terms of we need to find a quarterback to make our team relevant around the league. So the problem is, is – who has the resources to be able to trade up? How much does any team like a Bryce Young? How much does a team like a C.J. Stroud? Can they fall in love with a different quarterback? Yeah. But not every year does a quarterback go number one. This past year, you know, the Jags got their guy. They got Trevor Lawrence, and then last year they got uh, a defensive lineman. And so you could see that happening again. There are O-linemen who could go one. There are defensive linemen who could go one. The Texans are the worst team with the biggest need at quarterback, and I think that that helps them, that even if they don't get the number one pick, the Bears have Justin Fields, and I think they believe in him enough to not try to get another guy. What, what do y'all think right now about the, the you got Bryce Young? A lot of people believe he's he's ready, he's the guy. I'm not quite there yet. I think he's a great college quarterback, and potentially could be a really good NFL one. But I'm not like looking at him saying no question, no doubt about it going into this draft. He's your number one. Are you all on the same page, or do you feel like he's already? I there? like him better than Stroud, and I, I do too. I do think there's some comparisons. Yeah. Reminds a little bit of Drew Brees, but someone yeah. that might run a little more than Drew. Right. I'm mostly talking about stature, but also arm strength and accuracy. I think he has those qualities. I worry that he's a little small. You know, just how is he going to take the hits? Right. With C.J. Stroud, he is a classic pocket passer, and he's shown the ability to run. I thought he impressed a lot of people in that bowl game, but. I also think that, you know, you think about some things. I'll throw it out there. Yeah, they had a poor experience with Deshaun Watson at the end after signing for the contract. He was represented by David Mulligetta. David Mulligetta is also going to represent C.J. Stroud. That could come up. That's something that you do think about at the quarterback position, not at other positions. I'm sure they would do business again with the agency, but it was kind of sour at the end. And it's just something to think about. When you think about Bryce Young, who I think is going to sign with Clutch Sports and with Nicole Young, Houston-based agent, 
you look at representation, you look at character, you look at a lot of the things. He checks a lot of boxes, and he played in a big-time program, and he did not have the wide receivers that same caliber that they had at Ohio State or the offensive line mm -hmm. that C.J. Stroud had protecting him. I like the guy's upside, and I think he checks a lot of boxes. I was just talking with a friend that was just around him, uh, one of the you know, football things in a practice, and they were there scouting. And the way people talk about him, it's just they say Hall of Fame person and just a really high-level guy that would be elite in every way and be a good leader in the community. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be Bryce Young. I'm on the same page as you where I'm not seeing Bryce Young as a can't-miss prospect. I think he's good, mm -hmm. but I think it's more of the Texans' desperation. You have to have a quarterback. This is the best guy available. He is a better fit than C.J. Stroud for the, mention, the reasons that Aaron mentioned. I just don't think they want to do business with David Mulligetto when it comes to Stroud and deal with another quarterback. So this is your guy. Is he Andrew Luck-type prospect? No. Peyton Manning? No, he's not. Trevor Lawrence even was kind of billed as that kind of generational prospect. But he's what's there. Right. He's a position that you need, and that's the guy you got to go with. Quarterback league, and you got to have a quarterback. The Texans don't have their quarterback, and that's two things you have to have. You have to have the head coach. You have to have the quarterback. If you don't have both of Start those things, that, yeah, then the other things that fill in around them. It's great that they have tackles. It's great that they have Laramie Tunsil. It's great that they have some corners. They've got to get better, and that's where they've got to get better the most at. And this is no offense to Davis Mills. Davis is a third-round pick. They've gotten what they can out of him. He's done his best, and now it's time to upgrade. And that's the biggest thing of this offseason. It's got to be a quest. It's got to be their thing that they think about more than anything else. I know they've scouted all these guys. They put a lot of time and resources into evaluating the college quarterbacks mm -hmm. and the pro quarterbacks, but I expect them to go the college route primarily, and that's the way they will try to fix this for the big picture for the long term. All right, appreciate the conversation there with uh, Aaron Wilson. Good insight as uh, Andre Johnson now awaits that call, hopefully Canton, Ohio, and the Texans going to Indianapolis uh, to take on the Colts, and uh, everybody's hoping they come home, sorry guys, with a loss and that number one pick. That way there's no questions asked. Nobody can overtake them. They know where they are in the draft coming up in yeah, April. Yeah, I mean, this franchise needs some juice. They need some buzz. They need some excitement. And as much as you don't want to have the number one pick for you were the worst team in football, I think having the number one pick does create that buzz and excitement. And the Texans are sort of looking for something, anything. Right. And I think the conversation surrounding which quarterback are we going to take, which guy are we looking at, that whole conversation I think drives fan interest, which mm -hmm. is something that has been lacking. You go to the games, you look in the seats, there aren't a lot of people there. Having a young quarterback to build around I think helps that. All right. Hope you enjoyed uh, Houston Sports Weekly this week. Uh, uh, plenty of great conversation. Uh, thanks to uh, Aaron Wilson as well. And, of course, great to hear from Andre Johnson on Thursday at NRG Stadium. We will cover it for you as he hopefully gets some good news in the coming weeks. For Ari Alexander, I'm Randy McAvoy. Thanks for listening or watching Houston Sports Weekly, weekly podcast here on KPRC2. We'll talk to you next week.